Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our 300th episode. We've got a treat for you. We've got Spider-Man and Firestar. I've been wanting, as I talked to these two before, I've been wanting to talk to Dan Gilvizian and Kathy Garver since I was eight years old. So welcome, you two. Thank you so much for being on the show. Our pleasure, our pleasure. Yes, Brad, thanks for having us. Uh, no problem. Talk a bit about, let's go back to the beginning <laughs> of the 80s, and uh, or probably a little bit before. Uh, when did you guys first discover Spider-Man? When, when did you first see him? Kathy, you want to start? Um, I first uh, became interested and involved uh, when they called me for the audition. I mean, I'm back to the era when we had Betty and Archie and um, yeah. Casper. So I really was not aware of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Nor his were... amazing friend, Firestar. <laughs> nice. How about you, Dan? When did you first discover Spider-Man? Uh, well, I was a big fan. I, I, I read the comic books when I was uh, when I was younger. I, in fact, I had two posters on my bedroom wall. This is absolutely true. Mr. Spock and Spider-Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a Trekkie, too. I love it. I was, uh, yeah, I was a Trekkie <laughs> and a big Spider-Man fan. I can still remember <laughs> peddling my sister's... My sister's broken girl's bike up to the Rexall drugstore <laughs> to get the new edition of Spider-Man. My bike was broken; it had a flat tire, and I had to. And I and I remember motorists passing me, going, "Look at that yeah. guy! Look at the guy on the, on the girl's bike, and it's broken." <laughs> and I swore that I'd never ride a bike again. That's, right. <laughs> well, that's why he crawls walls, and was so excited uh, about. Uh, did uh, Spider-Man have big ears on your poster? Did you draw big ears? So then, no, Mr. Spock had big ears, though. Right, but then you could, you know, combine them, and then Mr. Spock <laughs> would have could crawl walls, and uh, Spider-Man could hear better. Kathy, well, what are you, you smoking? <laughs> life, <laughs> <Just> life. <laughs> this is why I can't smoke <laughs> or take drugs. <laughs> You you literally are on fire. I love it. Yeah, it's true. I didn't need it. Well, it sounds like you two are still friends 30 years later. Do you guys keep in touch often? Every uh, 30 years. Yes. Oh. <laughs> exactly. We met uh, – actually, Kathy was down, um, uh, what, about three or four weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we uh, we had nice. lunch together. It was the first time we'd seen each other in about 30 years, but it, it seemed as if, to me at least, uh, no time had passed at all. Yeah. And I said think, that we had to stop meeting this way every 30 years. Exactly. <laughs> I think you put the picture up on your Facebook page, Dan. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that picture was taken at the at the restaurant. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, talk about how Amazing Friends came about. I mean, did you? Because there was already, I think, uh, a 1981 solo Spider-Man series on the air that was syndicated. Yeah, that's right. So talk about talk a little bit about that, Dan. Well, um, as Kathy said, it was you know there was a, a huge audition for this thing. This was Marvel's first in-house production. Um, up until this point, they had licensed out the characters to different uh, companies who did the animation and then produced the shows. And so Stan Lee came out with uh, you know a lot of people from Marvel. They set up an office out here, and this was their first project. So this was a really big deal, uh, and everybody in town was up for these roles. So there was a, you know massive auditions for the thing, and um, I was you know thrown in the mix too. I had never done an animated series, but I had never done a, uh, any voiceover work really. I'd done a few radio commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I ended up um, 
you know, at the, at the callback, I still remember the, they had like two or three callbacks. And at the, at the very last one, it was Frank Welker, Kathy, and myself. And I remember the producer, Dennis Marks, came out and said, well, you're our team. Congratulations. And I was <laughs> like, I was in heaven. You got the gig. I was, yeah, I got yeah. the job. Not only did I get the gig, but I mean, I was going to be Spider-Man. This was like really amazing <laughs> to me. <laughs> Not That's why they called it the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> If you ever get the job of voicing Mr. Spock or something, I mean, your life fulfilled. Exactly. I could die happy. <laughs> Don't die. Okay. okay. Kathy, Kathy, talk about how you got involved with it. Well, I had been doing uh, a lot of voiceovers, and uh, I had just gotten married, actually, in 1981, and I was living in Northern California. So I would fly down. <laughs> I flew down for the commercial uh, for the interview, and then I flew down again for the callback. They were very uh, particular about who they were going to get to voice this fabulous new uh, animated show through Marvel and through Stan Lee. So um, not only did they have to first like the person as the character him or herself, but also how everybody sounded together. So uh, after I came back for, actually I just went on one callback, uh, thank God, because that was expensive flying back and forth. <laughs> I imagine. And, uh, and as uh, Dan said, he said, oh, okay, well, you, you got the job. But then what happened, Dan? Oh, gosh, I didn't want to get into this, because I've told this before, and uh, but I'll tell it again, Kathy, since you okay. asked. Okay. Um, <laughs> This ought to be good. <laughs> yeah, it, it is good, and it's a real instructive Hollywood story too. It's 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 it shows really the ups and downs of this business. So anyway, the the three of us were there, and the producer said, "You're our team." And I and I my mind was in heaven, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." About a, a week or so later, I ran into a friend of mine, and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry about Spider-Man." And I said, "What do you oh. mean?" Yeah, and she said, "Well, you didn't get the job." I said, oh. I said, no, I, I did. They said, this is our team. And she said, well, I just, I recorded, I was a guest on the first episode and you weren't the guy. Oh, so man. So I, I called my agent and he said, yeah, I, I you know, I was going to call you and, and let you know, but the uh, network decided that they liked uh, someone else better. So I was philosophical about it. You know, I thought, well, I got really close and it was my really the first time I'd ever even tried for an animated project. And um, so, you know, you, you'd kind of swallow it and move on. About a week after that, my agent calls me again and says, "You're doing Spider-Man." And I said, "What do you What do you mean?" He said, "They decided they didn't like this guy after all. You're back." And so I, and, and that was great. I was thrilled to death. But as I told you, I had never done an animated show before. But I knew that I'd have Kathy on one side of me and and uh, Frank on the other side of yeah. me. So I would just do what they did. I would I would just copy what they did, the intensity or the volume, whatever they did. Well, the show was already laid down. All those other tracks were down, so they just had me come in by myself to lay down my lines. I was petrified. <laughs> and the producer, and Alan Deinhardt, our director, who, uh, Kathy, maybe we'll talk about him a little bit later, was just, he was ruthless. I mean, he was yeah, just wow. horrible. And, and they kidded me up until about the fourth or fifth episode about maybe replacing me. I mean, it was, oh, <laughs> that's evil. He took it. He took it. He's a superhero. 
somehow. That's right. Oh, I, man. But so that's the kind of thing that happens in this business time and time again. And it's you really have to build up something of a callus uh, in order to get oh. through it. Oh, I know. I was supposed to be April on uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it yep, took me a long time to even be able to say all of that in one, you know, small <laughs> book. And uh, by the time I learned to say all of that and uh, I... I was with ICM, and Jeff Danis, who was the big voiceover person, agent there, and so he called me, they loved you, oh, you had it, right until the last minute, then they took a younger voice, and I said, well, I could play a younger voice, why didn't they just ask me? (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know why they didn't ask you, Kathy. But anyway, yeah, it is heartbreaking. That is in my new book. Dan has written, I, I don't know if you know, Brad, uh, you know, a couple great, interesting tomes, interesting yeah, books. Yeah. Um, one was, what, Drowning in the Grenadine? Drowning in the Grenadine, uh, yeah, that's the novel. My yeah, novel. that's the novel. And then he he wrote uh, one about the Transformers, another fabulous uh, voice that he did. And yes. my second book, Surviving Sissy, My Family Affair of Life in Hollywood, has two or three chapters about voiceover, how I lost that's the part cool. of April, and, of course, our endearing Spider-Man and his amazing t- friends. When they take these jobs away, it sounds like Lucy and Charlie Brown with a football. Right at the last minute, yeah. they pull it out from underneath you. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. it feels very much like that. Kathy, when uh, when do you anticipate releasing the uh, the second book? The first book, by the way, which Kathy gave me an autographed copy of for free. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, there you go. Yeah, uh, is a cookbook, and it's it's based on um, the episodes on Family Affair. It's really well done. It's full of. I love the pictures too. The pictures were absolutely great. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just doing an. Interview interview with Aircheck, and uh, he said, do you have any pictures of you and Dan and Frank Welker, who played our, our lovely Iceman, recording? And I said, well, I don't really, but Dan Gildasan had given me a, a copy of the documentary actually making Spider-Man yeah. and his amazing friends, and I said, oh. maybe I could do a screen stop and take one from there. So I'm going to try and do that and put it in my new book, which should be out cool. in September 2014. That's Very great. Cool. That's great. Can we get it on Amazon or your website, or how do you get it? Um, it is going to be on my website, which is okay. com. shameless self-promotion, K-A-T-H-Y-G-A-R-V-E-R. It will be on Amazon and, of course, Audible because it, <laughs> we have to make audio uh, copies of our books. Yep. Dan's are on, on audio, right? You have audio yep. copies, yeah? Yeah, they're also on Audible. My, mine are also on Amazon and can be found under, under my name if you do a search. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Our, talk a bit about that recording process. Some animation is recorded. People aren't even in the same room. Yeah. You guys, you, were you guys in the same room yeah. for this? Always. Okay. Always. Talk a bit about that. What was it like? It was great. I mean, we had a great, great time. Um, I, I just remember that it was like a party every week, except for the, you know, the teasing that I got. But I, I became, <laughs> you know, I, I learned so much working with Kathy and Frank. As I said, it was my first time. And, and Frank is still, you know, probably the premier male voiceover actor uh, mm-hmm. working today. Um, it, it was fun. The guests that they had coming in, 
um, were simply, I mean, people I'd watched on TV, like Alan Young, who was on uh, Mr. Ed, the talking horse show, and oh, wow. and Hans Conried. I don't know if that means anything to the young whippersnappers listening to this uh, podcast, but... He was, Alan Young, I know. I, I didn't know the other one. Uh, Hans Conried was uh, yeah. Uncle Tanoose on the Danny Thomas show many years ago. Okay. He was also the uh, the voice of Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan. I mean, these, there you go. Yeah, I mean, these yeah. were legends to me, people that I was, you, you know, I, Michael Ansara, who, was, uh, who played the... Uh, the Indian Cochise on uh, Broken Arrow um, mm-hmm. on TV when I was a kid. I mean, I got to meet all of these people. It was absolutely great. And Kathy, too. I mean, I had watched Family Affair when I was a very young boy. Well, I mean, it was that young. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, I you know I knew Kathy from Family Affairs. It was great to meet her too. We uh, it, so for me it was it was heavenly. Plus, uh, you know, every week they sent you a piece of paper with numbers on it, and I took it to the bank, and they gave me money for it. <laughs> you can't go wrong. With yes, that. no. that's always fun. Well, we would yeah. meet, and we'd have a table read first, so mm. we could kind of get the sense of our new show and the new story. Obviously. And hopefully uh, we had read it before we came uh, into <laughs> the recording studio. And so that gave us a sense of the rhythm and what was going on and how we were going to approach that particular episode. And the uh, Alan Deinhardt, the director, was there. There were some times if one had a, a big part to do and it was just them or they were with a guest part that we would stay in the room and then they would go into the other uh, casting area, uh, casting, the recording area. Uh-huh. Any funny moments in the recording session? Anybody flub their lines more than anybody else? Or, oh, Dan uh, was always flubbing his lines. Yeah, I was terrible. <laughs> they, had to, they had to literally pull the performance out of me. It was awful. <laughs> now, Dan was a natural for all of this. And even though he you know, says this was his first, he was a wonderful actor. So that's what voice... Uh, voiceover is all about anyway. It's voice acting. Yeah, so exactly. he just uh, went right into it and was great. Well, as I said, I had a real uh, I had a real connection with the character, so I knew all the you know the, the wisecrack asides and all of that. How I, I I knew how to deliver those, or at least I thought I did, and and apparently yeah, I, you did I, it. I, apparently I did it well <laughs> enough so that they cast me. So I really had a connection with the character ahead of time, so that was kind of nice too. You guys did it well. We're talking about thirty years later, and that that's that's a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we so, had excellent story. Uh, uh, writers and story editors, and I think that that's what makes a show classic. Um, if you have the classic story, you know, you start out with the problem and you go for it and solve the problem, and uh, not then the nice denouement, and you get to know the characters and and who they are and care for them. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends is still playing on ABC and on. DVD. Yeah, and that's right. Well, Plus the voice that, cast that, was Netflix. Was, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, talk about your fa- we've got uh, favorite episodes and least favorite episodes. I imagine. What, Kathy, do you have a favorite? I imagine the origin of Firestar, which is one of my favorites, is one of yours. I would imagine. You're right in the money. A Firestar <laughs> is boring. That's that's yeah. my favorite episode. Yes, of course. I have to uh, say that. And it had the, had the Juggernaut in it and the X Men. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was one of my favorites when it re-ran on NBC. How about Dan? What one of your favorites? Uh, once again, the the origin story. Uh, Along came a spider. Yeah. Um, I, I was really happy to be able to do that because that's you know that's that's a that's like yeah. an archetypical story. Uh, I mean, it's 
it lives in the tr- hearts of men and women all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to think. I don't think the uh, the 70s live action show had an origin of Spider-Man, and I don't think the 60s show really delved into it much. I'm not but, certain either. I, I, I don't yeah. think so. I think this may have been the first yeah. time, I, 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 but I don't know for sure. Yeah. About least favorite episodes. Which ones aren't you guys a fan of? We can't I remember. have none. <laughs> you have none. I have no least favorite. They were all fabulous. Yeah, I but agree with they, Kathy. We may you guys want, are so, well, so polite. We may want to work again in this town. So. <laughs> <laughs> My second favorite one may have been The Swarm. I love The Swarm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the seven little super friends on the island with the chameleon, and I also like the uh, the Hulk one where you guys go to Hollywood. Yeah, well, that was actually a pilot for the Hulk series, which they did with um, uh, uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, uh, Peter Cullen Pete, was the voice of, of Cullen, the Hulk yeah. on that show. Oh, wow. That's the first time I met Peter. A lot of trans... Well, it was all in Mar- Marvel Studios produced... Transformers. And, yeah, Mar- and uh, Marvel pr- uh, produced, along with Sunbolt, produced uh, produced Transformers. So that was it, it was a lot of the same people, especially GI Joe. The, the, all of those shows. Right. I mean, we saw the same people again and again and again. It was a great, great time for uh, animation and for voice actors. It really was uh, just a. Uh, there was so much work, and it was such fun. Uh, we, we we would go from session to session to session, and uh, it, it was just. It, it, there's nothing like that now. At least, right. you know, at least that I know of. What, one thing that's bugged me since the 1980s, and maybe you guys can put an end to it, or an answer to it. There was 13 episodes in the first season, mm-hmm. and there were three in the second season, mm-hmm. and then eight in the third season. Yeah. And talk, talk about the odd numbering of them. I, why, well, why, Kathy, I hope you know, because I have no idea. <laughs> no, i got to go another 30 years to find out. Well, I think <laughs> you, you probably never... have to uh, call Stanley. Um, that, that's kind of the vagaries of the show, and I think that since this was his first one, he too was getting his animation feet wet in his own studio, which actually was uh, with DePatty Fredling. I think yeah. is when they they went over there. Stan in uh, the end of October is having his Kamikaze, so in Hollywood. So right. perhaps you could go there and ask him <laughs> in in person. Well, our, our, a friend of mine hosts a site, spider-friends.com, and, and uh, he, he talks about how the animation in Season 2 uh, was changed. To, I can't – T-O-E-I-D-O-G-A is the person that uh, did the animation, and the, the figures looked a little bit different in Season 2 as opposed to the Season 1. The animation, at least. Well, but. I think that they had sent them overseas, and yeah. uh, there was, you know, an inter- interesting look about them because they didn't really yeah. animate the backgrounds. It was. Oh, they didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, it was primarily just the the characters uh, themselves were animated. So I think that that was a big difference, and because it takes a lot more time and a lot more money if you're going to make the wind going through the trees and the cars, yeah. you know, moving down the street, etc. So, I'm just glad Spider-Man had a full web chest, unlike the 1960s. Yeah. They, they, the, the animators didn't animate all of his suit yeah, <laughs> to they, save money, I think. Yeah, they cheated a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, talk about... Uh, you guys went three seasons. Do you know why it wrapped up? Uh, were the ratings strong, or were they declining? Or talk about the ending of the show. You know, voiceovers are really not privy to that type oh. of, uh, <laughs> of info. Maybe Dan knows. Well, there are people that we refer to as suits. 
Okay. <laughs> and these people who wear suits make many decisions, and those decisions sometimes make absolutely no sense, and we don't know why they made them, and sometimes I think they don't know why they made them. Um, yeah. uh, for instance, people have asked me, how come the, 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 the syndicated show that was done at the same time as this one, you didn't do the voice for that too? And, it's, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're thinking or why they're thinking it. It, it. It's really a mystery to us. We we work sort of at the bottom of the chain there. I don't mean to say at the at the bottom, but we work far away from where the suits live, and so it's hard for us to know any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. When the checks stop coming in, that's when you find out you're canceled. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, Kathy, did you get your did you, did you get your residual check for Spider Man and his amazing friends a couple of weeks ago? I did, and I called them and I said you took more than. Fifty percent out of my check. I said I cannot believe this. So I really was on the phone for maybe an hour and a half, calling Disney here and Disney there and Disney Worldwide and Disney Burbank. And so I finally though got the answer, and they said, "Oh," and I said, "Give me a new W four form." He said, "Yes, because you only." took one deduction. I said, I'm taking 10. And uh, <laughs> then they said, well, you know what? This is classified as supplemental uh, income, and so there is a flat percentage that they take out. Oh. So that's the answer, and that's why they took out more than 50% of our check. Do you believe I think that? that's the biggest enemy the spider friends are going up against. <laughs> the IRS. The IRS. <laughs> IRS, man, take those down. Uh, Kathy, talk about the Firestar was a new character introduced exclusively on this show. Talk about what's it like to voice a new character. There's, it's an empty page, I mean, or blank slate. Well, every character I usually get is a blank slate. So I'm used to developing characters and putting voice to them. I actually teach up in San Francisco voiceover and how to create characters for uh, animation or toys. And so when I was cast in in the role i uh, i just took her as any other character and started developing her who she was and then her counterpart was angelica jones so you had Ooh. this you know sweet kind of nice young uh girl as opposed to this superhero mm-hmm. and uh, I- it's like a button you're hitting. You just hit a button. I love it. I <laughs> Your voice changed. That was awesome. I <laughs> and then there was the Amazing Spider-Man, where I developed the characters for Miss America and the Gila Monster and uh, different mm-hmm. ones. And they had some of the same story editors that were on Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, John Semper. And uh, mm-hmm. that's actually how I got cast in The Amazing Spider-Man to do right. the, the different episodes with through John. The 1990s one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Firestar has remained popular 30 years later. She's, she was, she's an Avenger. She's now in the X-Men again. Mm-hmm. She's just in – I mean, is it nice to see that character that you started with uh, just the blank page? It's still popular. Is that nice to have a nice feeling that you helped – create that role a little bit yes and now i want her to have her own show uh, yes <laughs> oh yes i do and i i think she's a strong character i think she's fun she's hot you know and yeah. this is one good thing about doing animated uh figures and characters and shows that you can uh, look like that even though you might not since i have short blonde hair and she has beautiful <laughs> red hair long uh, but i would like to see her go on i think she has a following and she no. uh 
Marvel came out with uh, a four little mini series of Firestar as mm-hmm. comic books per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know that might be. Oh, I just think I just thought of this. Maybe take those four comic books and that be the foundation for her animated series. Oh, that's a go. good idea. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Gee, it's great and talking to you guys. <laughs> we're getting a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, here's, a, here's an interesting tidbit about that. In fact, Kathy, you know, too, because yeah. I, I gave you a copy of the documentary, and it's in the documentary. Um, they, the original plan was to have the Human Torch. Uh, as right. as the second or the third member of the team, and they were afraid that you know this flaming body uh, would you know kids would be lighting themselves on fire or whatever. So they they uh, they came up with Firestar. Now of course she was dealt with fire too, but she didn't go on fire. She was hot though. Right. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was hot. I had to stay away from Iceman though. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was there would be a like... puddle under there would be a puddle under Frank after the recording session. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just you know kind of cozy up to Dan. <laughs> there was a recent Firestar miniseries. Another four came out where she was on a team of women, and she's a cancer survivor too. I didn't know if you knew that mm. of the character. No, I she, didn't. Her, her mutant powers evidently caused her to have cancer, etc. I think they're microwave powers or something like that. But she's she's a survivor, so she uh, is a fighter in that aspect too. So I, I, she's just a strong character that has been around for thirty years, and just everybody loves her. Well, maybe so. I could make this surviving fire star and sissy. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'll add her to yeah. my book. So Kathy came back in the 90s to do more voice work. Dan, you came back uh, to do Spider-Man 2099 in the video game, Shattered Dimensions. Talk about that. Um, yeah, That's after a, after a 30-year hiatus, <laughs> they, got, they got back to me. Um, yeah, my agent, my agent called and said that uh, they're doing a, a video game where they're using, um, it's called Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. They're going to be four different Spider-Men from different eras, and they want to use guys who have... Who have uh, who have voiced him in the past. So I was like, oh, great. And they assigned me uh, Spider-Man 2099, which was um, a little uh, shocking to me because it was, he's very different from the Spider-Man of the show that I worked on. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a much darker, gritty, grittier character. And you just said shocking, and that's the cuss word of the 2099 universe. Oh, shock. Yeah, oh, shock. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, it must be ingrained in me. There you go. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting to do. Um, I still prefer the old, the, you know, the, the blue and red suited uh, Spidey, but that's that's just me. I, I think, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Who did the main, the the, the regular Spider-Man? He's on. Uh, uh, oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Were you four Spider-Men in the same room, or did you record it separately? Or no, and that's something about the the video games. Now you are never with the other characters. It's uh, uh-huh. Josh Keaton's, uh, uh, Chris uh, Chris Barnes, and Neil Patrick Harris, and myself. We all recorded separately. That's the way they do it now. And frankly, it's it's. More work than fun, because oh. it, you know, in it, like on Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, we were all there together. It was like doing an old-time radio show. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you, uh, when the director was in a good mood, when Alan occasionally <laughs> was, he'd, he'd let us just you know run through a scene where you could actually act it. In the case of video games, there's the director and you and the engineer and maybe a producer or two sitting in the back, and they're just you just whip out line after line after line after line. It's vocally incredibly demanding because you're dying in 64 different ways, um, <laughs> and it's and it's not nearly as much fun. Plus, uh, to top it all off, there's no residuals. There's a uh, it's a one-time session oh. fee, and that's it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Mm. And not only that, when you're recording like a video game, because I'm 
I'm a textile person, and I like to touch things and do things, and I write all over my script. Well, now wow. they just put it on, like, a little monitor in front of you, you know, line one. Hi, Brad and Dan, how are you today? Oh, my God, she was killed, you know, and you <laughs> for line two. So you're going through this, and you're, it's like you're watching a computer screen. And as Dan yeah. says, there's like maybe two people in, in the booth, and then they're on the phone to somebody else saying, how did you like that line? So it really loses that human interaction looking at somebody, and then even the paper and, and the pen is, is a change. Sounds like you're reading off of a teleprompter, it sounds well, yeah, like. Yeah, it is. The last one I did, I read off of an iPad. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll be just reading off our rings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, talk about the popularity. My daughter is three, and she loves Firestar. We watched uh, Spider-Man's Amazing Friend on Netflix. And I wish this thing was released on DVD also in the United States. It's not been released. Still. But uh, still. I, I, I think Canada has it. Other parts of the world have it, but the United States doesn't. Talk about that popularity. It's still popular. Well, I think, you know, the stories were good, and, uh, you know, the writing was very good. And for the time, I thought the animation was good. It looks really kind of old now, uh, old school, but I think the stories were constructed well, and the voice cast was, of course, superb. Um, (laughs) We had chemistry. Yeah, we had chemistry. And um, it's funny because people, you know, Transformers has obviously gone on, too, but I did, you know, 50 different shows and none of the other ones have the kind of legs that this 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 one does and the other one does i did show after show after show which nobody even remembers anymore so it's kind of interesting the the ones that have gone on and and been and still been popular although of course you have to look at the the marketing and they keep pushing Spider-Man in many different formats. So we see him as a, you know, in a video game, we see him live action. And so they are milking the character for as long as they can. And you're right. And there are some things that, that made this an endearing character to so many right. people and fans. I mean, I liked Dan's Spider-Man. It was, you know, more youthful and energetic and, and heroic rather than, you know, this, like the Batmans that, you know, get, right. get so dark. And well, Spider-Man's that, funny. Yeah. Yes. Spider-Man's funny and he has a sense of humor. Batman's depressed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Get that guy a Coca-Cola or something. I know, something. Well, let's, uh, we, we've uh, got uh, people from around the world want to ask you questions on our message board, so let's plow into those. We have Aziz. He wants to know, well, he says, Dan, first off, you have my favorite Spider-Man voice, and it's not out of nostalgia. And I want, I remember you once uh, said voicing Spider-Man was your first time voice acting. How did that convince you to continue voice acting? And why wasn't Ted Schwartz chosen to reprise the role on this show? Um, well, as we said before, actually, we, we almost answered these questions. Um, yeah. The What convinced me to continue doing this was those checks they kept sending. <laughs> um, no, no, it was, you know, as an actor, you have to be willing to do, I mean, many, many different things. Kathy knows this, too. She, uh, she you know, she started on camera. She did voiceover. I'm sure, Kathy, you must have done commercials, too, in your time. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, you have to really be able to do everything uh, in, in this business. And so the voiceover thing just sort of came along naturally. And once I hit with Spider-Man, it was such a big splash that, you know, I, I became that, you know, people were like, Dan, who? Um, and I, I sort of you know, put me on the map to begin with. So that that's why it continued. 
And um, as far as why Ted Schwartz wasn't doing the role, you've got to go to the suits again. Yeah, those suits. Well, you know, in in the case of Transformers, which I did Bumblebee in, a lot of the fans wanted his – when he spoke uh, on – the uh, the animated series they wanted me used and there was a big you know okay we want Dan we want Dan but they gave it to someone else why I don't know it's <laughs> it's impossible to to yeah. know so uh, that's you know his other question to Kathy is what do you think of Firestar being introduced into the comics well she, um, she was uh, you mean additionally well, she, or originally. Or, well, she was she started on the show, and then they, everybody liked her so much they put her into the comics, right? Because of popularity. Yes, which is. So a, what do you think of that? Oh, I thought that was a grand idea, and not only is such a, a great idea, she should uh, have more comic books and her own animated <laughs> shows. <laughs> I can only think of, uh, at least with comic wise, one other character besides Firestar that this has happened was Harley Quinn on the Batman show, the mm-hmm. Joker's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She was introduced in the animated series and then was so popular they put her in the books. And, and now she has her own title. Why not Firestar? I agree. Yes. Well, we're going to have to start a uh, campaign, a Twitter campaign, and maybe we'll there do a go. little YouTube thing and say, oh, Firestar, <laughs> go for it, you know? There you go. Uh, we have Lockdown from Illinois. His question is, first of all, I've loved your work for years. I just want to say you have voiced some of my favorite characters over the years. This is to Dan. I'm sorry. Some of my favorite characters over the years, from Spider-Man to Bumblebee, and I have to ask, as a voice veteran, what has been easier to voice for, TV, movies, or video games? I'm a voice veteran, and it sounds like I've been through the voice wars. <laughs> you have, Dan, you have. <laughs> we both have, Kathy, we both have. You survived with your voice, yes. Um, <laughs> as I said before, it's hands down the, the TV stuff, because you were, we were all in the room together. It was, it was, a, it was a party. I mean, it was, it was fun to be with your peers, to, to bounce the lines off of other people. And as I said before, the, the video games are not only unsatisfying in that way, it, they are grueling. It is grueling work. Um, I, yeah. I, after I did uh, Shattered Dimensions, I couldn't really speak very much for the next two days. I was so hoarse from you know screaming and falling and dying and jumping. It's uh, it's a mm. real workout. It's a real vocal workout. So no question about it. Um, the TV animation. Kathy, first off, I want to say uh, when you helped to bring Firestar to life on TV, she quickly became one of my favorite characters and still is to this day. Much like uh, Dan, you too have done an amazing, uh, hence amazing, career. But I have to ask uh, what you have enjoyed more, uh, animation or live action. Also, my mom says, hi, she loved you on Family Affair. Aw, tell her hi, thank you. Um, Let's see. I, I actually like live action, um, not movies because that takes too long. I like live action and I like TV sitcoms. I'm pitching a couple, as a matter of fact. I like voiceover, but I also like to move around. And when you are voicing a character, you can stand in front of the mic and you can move your hands all over the place and move your feet to get some energy, but you can't move your face and your mouth really away from the microphone. (laughs) So there's a lot more freedom in some ways in doing live action. Um, And there is a challenge, not as much as when you're doing a video game, but when you're doing an animated uh, series, and I've actually done about five animated series, it's, you have your character, but there's a part of me personally that I want to be a little freer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. gotcha. 
Enigma. His location is classified, it says. <laughs> I don't know where. It, poor guy's in jail. Uh, with internet connections. <laughs> there was, a, to both of you, this, there was a recent episode of the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series where they had animation, animated scenes of the original Turtles voiced by the original voice actors. Would you two be game for doing something like that if it presented itself? If it presented itself. Kathy, what do you think? Well, I already lost out on one, so yes, I'd like to uh, redeem the series with an excellent voice behind it, yes. Uh, if, if you ask an actor, you ask any actor, I don't care who it is, if, if you'd be up to, to, to performing a job, you're going to get a big yes. <laughs> in, the, in the 30 years, have they ever approached you to doing another Amazing Friends something no. together? No. No, nothing. Although I, I will, Kathy, I don't know if I should even say this, but uh, the, the, the Kamikaze, Stan Lee's um, uh, Comic Con that takes place—is it in October? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're trying to put something together which should be pretty cool. Um, oh wow! I, I I I guess it's a little too early to talk about it, but uh, if it happens, it's going to be really really cool. Um, That'd be neat. Yeah. So that's just a little teaser. And Kathy, I don't think we can say much more, can we? Um. No. Yeah. <laughs> not not from the last communique. Okay. <laughs> we're we're working on it. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. We have Iron Patriot from the Philippines. I told you we're going around the world. You are. Uh, Dan, I loved your take on Spider-Man 2099. Did you get to have much time with the other Spider-Men during... Well, we already answered this one, actually. But you've met the other Spider-Men, haven't you? I yeah. saw a picture of you and Josh Keaton showing your underwear. Let me clarify that, if I may. It was not taken in a motel room, first of all. Um, Josh is a friend of mine. We have the same agent, so I'm, I, he's been over to the house. He's a, he's a buddy of mine. Um, and we, we, at, we at the... Uh, Comic Con, one of the Comic Cons, we went down for, for uh, Shattered Dimensions to uh, to do a panel on it, and it turned out we were both, without having talked to one another ahead of time, wearing <laughs> Spider Man underwear. So there, there, is, there is a shot of us holding up our uh, our underwear. Neil Patrick Harris, I met uh, very briefly when I was uh, doing Pound Puppies at Hanna Barbera. He was doing something. Uh, Josh is a buddy of mine. Uh, Chris Barnes, uh, I've worked with also um, in, a, in the voice. Um, but as I said, the you know the video games—they're all done you know singly. Uh, we have Big Al, and he has a question for uh, Kathy. How do you feel knowing that a character you brought to life went on to be adapted by the comics and is still around today? We kind of answered that too. These folks want to know the same questions, don't they? <laughs> Well, I love it, Big Al. <laughs> and wait till my show comes out. You'll love that one too. <laughs> Wombat nine oh nine because nine hundred eight handles were taken before 909. Uh, United Kingdom is his location. Uh, Dan, did you approach the character of Miguel O'Hara any different to how you approach Peter Parker? And were there any differences between the two that you wanted to demonstrate? <laughs> so you want a little uh, free entertainment, is that it? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, as I said before, um, the Spider-Man of, of Amazing Friends was, was you know, I'm energetic and I'm young and I'm and I'm here and and uh, hey Doc Ock get off that wall was you know it was up in there this this Spider-Man they wanted tough and hard hitting and you know still with the lines and stuff but it was grittier and it was harder and it was a deeper voice so yeah it was very different. Uh, to both of you, the combination of Iceman and Firestar with Spider-Man is an odd one, as the characters never seem to interact much in the comics. If you could take a character you previously voiced or played and put them on a team with Spider-Man, what character would you pick? 
I kind of like Rima, Queen of the Jungle. Ooh. Very good. good. Yeah, well, that would give us a lot of more dimension, you know, a lot more dimensions and locales and, you know, Refresh and then fighting uh, anacondas and alligators <laughs> and gorillas. I think, yeah, and for me, I think it would be kind of fun to throw cooler from pound puppies in there. That'd be a- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Miss Lion could get along. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, yeah, I could help. You know, I'm as good as you are. <laughs> well, that would definitely add a different dimension. Exactly. Yes. Do you, you think that dog would find Miss Lion attractive? <laughs> Miss Lion would is... find him attractive. Yes, I, I think there'd be, I think there'd be foreplay or paw play or whatever. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that that's that cartoon's got to go to cable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, Maximum Spider. Uh, if have you guys seen the two Spider-Man movies with uh, um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? And who do you think had the personality of Spider-Man more closely? I like Maguire better, frankly. I, I think he was yeah. he was he was he, at least as Peter Parker, I liked him better because he was more. Um, you know that sort of tucked-in character, and that's insecure and nervous sort of character, more than than uh, Garfield is, I think. Right. How about you, Kathy? What, what, have you seen the book? I, I agree. Um, I I like Toby better, but I like animated Spider-Man better than the live action. I mean, there's so much to the imagination when you see something that's animated, and when you see it um, on the screen and flushed out, so to speak. In some ways, I think it loses something. And everyone has in their own imagination really the interior, I think, of like Spider-Man or Firestar. And when they see it so blatantly exposed on, on the screen, it takes away, I think, a big element of uh, a, a person's enjoyment of, of watching Spider-Man. Right. And he also has a question. If uh, you Have you guys ever done any live action together, and would you work together again? Have you guys worked together since the Amazing Friends? Uh, no, we hadn't even seen each other since. since oh, the, man. As I said, Kathy lives in, in uh, San Francisco and comes down here, I, I guess, frequently. But, um, you know, she's not kind of in the mix where you see her at auditions and stuff generally. So, no, we hadn't we hadn't seen each other in quite a while. But that's I mean, fun. You know, that that's a good idea. Yeah. We could even do, like, love letters or something together like a Play. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. 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 Cool. Jolly Jovial Jonah is the next handle <laughs> on the message board. Dan and Kathy, did you ever read any Spider-Man comics before or after the show? Dan was a fan before. Do you still pick up Spider-Man comics, guys? Um, or? I don't. They're too, they're too expensive, frankly. Oh, no doubt. No, uh, four bucks. A, what does a comic four bucks cost a pop. these days? What, what is, is it? How much? Four dollars, three ninety nine. Man, oh yeah. man, yeah. Uh, no, actually, I haven't read him in years. It's uh, it's been a long time, and uh, he's changed a lot over the years too. Actually, you know, since the you know since his debut in the sixties. But uh, right. as I said, I was a big, big fan. In fact, I my my I had a pile of Spider Man stuff of Amazing Spider Man comics from the sixties in my closet, and my sister and and mother. Sold them at a garage oh. sale for like oh. ten cents a piece, and oh. I mean they were pristine and worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. My heart was oh. broken. All of our hearts are broken. <laughs> yes. Well, I pick up any Firestar uh, copy that I can when I go to the comic book conventions, and uh, so I have like two or three sets of the four. And then I see, you know, they have come out with different machinations with like a Firestar and X 
men and women in them. And I, I like those. I, I pick those up. There's some Firestar action figures out there, too. Have you, have you seen those? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> there was a triumvirate, and uh, yeah. Toys R Us had them, and when it was one of the first. And I tried to guess that they were totally sold out of every oh. – every, in two months, they were, they were all gone. Good grief. And I was able to get, like, about four, and I think I got three off of uh, eBay. And uh, <laughs> then I sold some with, you know, autographs and stuff. But uh, I, I love them, and I don't know why they just did such a limited uh, edition of them because I, I they would, they're very popular. There, yeah, that the three pack that came out mm-hmm. in Toys R Us, they're they're worth uh, some big money now. I, I was able to snag a, uh, uh, the box of it. Uh, also, he asks about uh, back in the eighties, there was a comic book released just in the Dallas newspaper called uh, Spider Man's Amazing Friends at the Dallas Ballet Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, they went there. They're cultured. And- and you three fought bad, uh, Daddy Long Legs. Do you remember this? <laughs> um, I, I remember punching out Pavarotti at one point. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no, no I never saw that. that. I have no knowledge of that. No, no. This is it's it's a rare comic. Even I don't have it. I but guess. It's, it, yeah. It, it was an in, it, it was an insert in the uh, the Dallas newspaper to wow. advertise the show. Wow. So you you three went to the went to the play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those characters are always doing something that I find out about later. But the Nutcracker of all places. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to Dan and Kathy, do you think the show did a good job of portraying comic book stories and fights like the uh, Spider versus the Juggernaut battle? That was in your origin story. Yeah, Kathy's origin story, yeah. Kathy's, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, just coming out and being new and having Stan use this as kind of his uh, animation uh, springboard, um, I think they did a pretty good job. In this wonderful documentary that that Dan had given me, I mean, they were having, like, story uh, conversations and discussions with the writers, and, you know, all these ideas were being put out. So I think that they really endeavored to try and keep it uh, especially at the beginning, close to the comic book. And then I think as they got more confident, they were able to expand the stories a little bit more and, and take advantage of the movement that animation would give these characters instead of just having them in print. Right. Yeah, plus, you um, know, as I said, this was Marvel's first in-house production, so and this was, you know, probably their flagship character. Uh, yeah. Not so much now, maybe, because Iron Man has really taken off. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> undetected. And um, <laughs> uh, so I think they were very, very careful about how they handled the character, and especially and the two new characters, or rather the uh, Iceman who had been around, but the, the, and Kathy's the new character of Firestar. I think they were very careful about how they um, yeah. how they worked on that. I'm glad we had a woman on the team, by the way. It would have been boring with just the Human Torch, you know? Three guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so, too. That always adds yeah. a different dimension. I think it was very yeah. interesting. And, yeah. uh, and both, both there weren't that many super heroines, you know, around. Yeah. So good for them. In the 80s, it was Wonder Woman and you. Yeah. You had super superpowers and spider friends. Uh, Scarlet Spider has a question for Dan. For quite a few people, you are the voice in their heads when they imagine Spider-Man speaking. Does that give you any sort of odd or heartwarming feeling knowing people love the portrayal you gave to one of the most iconic characters in fiction in the last 50 years? Uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it's incredibly complimentary, and it's, it's um, 
Yes, it's a little it's a little intimidating actually to 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 think that you've had that effect on people, and it's a, incredibly complimentary. So I thank her yep. for that uh, for that comment. I've ha- I've heard that from other people, and it's I mean, you know, for somebody to say that to an actor, that's like you know, that to me is like winning an award. Yeah, I saw. Um the, the fellow, uh, Ted Neely, that did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, and we mm-hmm. were at a convention. It was Jesus Christ Superstar's, I don't know, 50th or 40th or whatever anniversary, and it was the same thing. I mean, people come up and say, heal me, heal me. Now, he had a lot of superpowers, and, wow. and yet and here he was, one of the iconic Jesuses, and still carrying that around for like four years, and people believe that he does have really super healing powers. There you go. Well, Dan, I have to concur with what Scarlet Spire said. You're the voice in my head ever, ever since uh, the 1980s. You and Josh Keaton are my favorite two Spider-Man oh, voices. Thank uh, to Kathy, your portrayal of a character that had never been around prior to the show and was later adapted into comics, a feat not many cartoon-only characters in comic shows make, not to mention your character did it before the 1990s Batman cartoon with Harley Quinn. I know it's cliche in asking this, but do you get any feeling out of being the first to make the impact onto the medium? I love it. That's my feeling. Makes me all warm and tingly all over, and Firestar you know, is headed in that direction anyway. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Where do I go from there? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but I did want to say that, wow. that, da- that Dan's voice is always in my head, and I think that's why I don't really like any of the live-action Spider-Men, because they're not Dan. They're not Dan. <laughs> Where's my Dan? Dan's Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> you know, also, for Dan's voice of Bumblebee, by the way, we're going off a little Spider-Man, but I wish your voice was in the Bumblebee movies. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. Well, you know, as I said, it, it's impossible. To, it, it's impossible yeah, to the read. suits. Yeah, yeah this, you <laughs> never know what they're going to do or why they're doing it. I think part of the reason, and, and this applies to just about all of them. And, and, and in fact, I talk about this in the in the Bumblebee book that I wrote. Um, each producer wants to make this project their own. Yeah. So I think in a, I think in a way it's like, well, I'm not going to take somebody else's sloppy seconds. You know, it's it's they want to put their imprint on it. So I think that is a part of it. I think that's a big part of it, you know, proprietary. Oh, that we developed it, you know, right. and now right. I'm doing it a different way. Exactly. You know, even when they did Family Affair, which is, again, off of the Family Affair, too. Oh, and they changed Sissy's name to Sigourney, and they were going to make it edgier. And, you know, it, and sometimes that just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. But they say, oh, we're going to put, as Dan says, our imprint on it. AmFam15 from Burlington, North Carolina. He has a question about, uh, do you have a particular, if you read any of the comics, I know Kathy you didn't, but Dan you did, do you have a favorite storyline of the Spider-Man comics you read as a kid? Gosh, no, I really can't recall. I have a favorite villain. I always liked Doc Ock the best. I mean, because I was, yeah. you know, with those metal arms were just, and, and you know in the movie, um, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, he's brilliant. Al- Alfred Molina? Yeah, Molina did a really yeah. fantastic job with that character. I thought that he was always my yeah. favorite, but storylines, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I thought they were fresh eggs from your own chicken. <laughs> yes, there were. The mutant chickens, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're going to test your memory, and again, Dan, with this next question. He said there was a lot of humor in the series. Was there any? Was there a particular script or a line that you guys chuckled at while you read it? Spider friends, go Go for for it. it. 
<laughs> actually, there, yeah, in the origin, there's one line that sticks in my head for some reason. One of his one of his reposts, if you will, um, mm-hmm. in the Spider-Man origin story, where he's he's fighting Crusher Hogan. And Crusher Hogan says, they don't call me Crusher for nothing. And Spider-Man says, yeah, how much do they charge? <laughs> um, I just, I, I love that line. I don't, you know, I, I love, you know, I love all the wisecracks. And that's, that's, I think, you know, a big, big part of that character, you know. Kathy, do you have any lines, you some of your favorites you remember? Other guests then. I am Firestar in in, in the origin of uh, how she got to be there. Um, and so I always remember that one because it's like announcing myself, and I'm hovering over my high school uh, field, and uh, right. I, I chastise this girl. You have hurt this awful girl. And, uh, and that's when her first fire uh, powers came came to really be right. shown and radiate and so I like that one. I I as a kid I hated that girl that picked on you and the boyfriend. Yeah, she, they, <laughs> they were bullying back then a long time ago. Yeah. That's a- that's a total bullying story. Yeah, it is. No I mean, and that's another reason. I think, you know, there were classic storylines. There were classic stories, and that's, again, why they are, are popular, I think, uh, today. Uh, AmFam15 has another question about the Marvel Heroes Online game, where there's a team-up feature in which Spider-Man can team up with Firestar, among other people. Have they approached you guys about doing the voices for that? Kathy? No, they haven't. Is that uh, extant? I mean, have they already made it? Or yeah, it's it's like an online game that you can play. I think I haven't played it myself, but uh, but it doesn't I'm have not... voices yet. I, maybe not. There's a job. There's a job. <laughs> oh, I knew there was a reason we were getting together this afternoon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see. Have you guys been approached to do? Oh no, that's the same question. What's uh, the name that's... of that? What's the name of the uh, game again? Uh, Marvel Heroes Online. Marvel Heroes Online. How interesting is that? Yeah. And he also says, thanks for coming on the podcast, and thanks, Brad, for setting it up. So you're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. All right. Our last one's from our buddy George down in Texas. Uh, thanks for voicing two of my favorite cartoon characters when I was growing up. Dan, I can still remember the first time I actually saw you in a non-Spider-Man or Bumblebee role, and it was when you were doing commercials for Jack in the Box. <laughs> And I knew it was just your voice. By the way, Dan, I forgot to mention this at the top. I'm a Missouri guy, too. Uh, I, I, I I'm, uh, grew up in Festus, Missouri. How far away was that from where you grew up? I was in St. Louis, so it's not St. far Louis, at all. So yeah. 40 miles south, yeah. 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 Uh, also, by the way, I'm, I, before I forget this, every morning, Dan, you wake me up. I'll, let me tell you, explain this. I get ready for work, and I turn on the television, and on the Today Show, Angie's list. I was just going to say, when I, when I saw Dan and Ella at a reunion, I said, did you do Angie's list? <laughs> he said, yes, that's me. I said, I you know knew what? that voice. <laughs> I knew instantly that was Spider-Man teaming up with Angie on that one. First of all, Brad, uh, let me apologize. Um, and, and secondly, point out that, that I don't buy the advertising time, so you really can't pin it on me, man. <laughs> Oh, it's nice. I mean, it's just like Saturday morning all over again. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and Kathy, you were one of my earliest TV crushes, George says. Mm-hmm. I had a thing for Sissy on Family Affair, mm-hmm. but did not know until the 1990s that you were the one behind Firestar's voice. Thanks for stopping by to talk to us on the 300th episode. Yeah. So, there thank you go. Thank you, George, and thank you, Brad, and thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you, Kathy. No, thank has, you. I'm going to be coming down to L.A. in a couple weeks, so... Yes, I we'll have another reunion, and I'll meet your lovely wife, Giselle. 
Yes, you will. He has just a couple questions for you. That was a setup of the compliments. We haven't got to the questions. Oh, I thought this was our sign-off. He's got at least two or three for you. He says, to both of you, are there any bits of memorable dialogue that you – well, he already did that one. Um, uh, he also, in that question, asked about, I'm curious to know what your families and your kids thought about you voicing superheroes. That's a good one. Yeah, I – wow, that's a good question. Kathy, what about you? Well, I have one son who is now 23, and he tried to ignore everything that I, I was in, especially when he was in uh, junior high school and high school. You know, he wanted to kind of assert his own thing. But I have seen him sneaking peeks. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, mom's hot, literally. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there, there we go. You know, I've heard, I've heard other I've heard, I've heard other actors ask this question, and the answer is generally they're not that impressed with what we do. No, <laughs> you know, they want to have time with us. Yeah, it's Aww. basically that's my dad. You know, you know, I don't know. That's my dad. Yeah, mom, dad, or Firestar and Spider Man. I mean, come on, how cool is that? Yeah. Uh, another question: uh, What was it like to work with June Foray? Oh, well, the first lady of voiceover. I mean. Uh, to talk about legends, and she's still working. Um, you know, to work. Did she with, just won an Emmy or something. She just won something. Yeah, she did. Uh, did, was it yeah. a lifetime achievement award or something? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to work with Rocky or, and all the witches in the Fractured Fairy Tales, and you know, I mean, the stuff we grew up with uh, was it was a thrill for me. Yeah, yeah, she was terrific. How old is she? Done ninety four, I think. She's and still she's still working. working. Yeah, yeah. Ju June Foray was Aunt May, correct? Yeah, Aunt May. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And his last question is, uh, what was, how much was Marvel involved with the show, and did you get to meet Stanley and, and when he was doing his narration on the voices, um, on, on the episodes? I mean, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, um, the first time I met Stan was at the rap party, and Kathy, I don't think you were there. I think you went back to San Francisco. Um, that was the first time I met Stan, and it was that was a, once again an, another thrill for me to meet Smiling Stan Lee. You know, from the yeah. you know from Stan's soapbox. He, Stan always had a, uh, uh, a column in, in each of the Spider Men, or each actually each of the Marvel uh, comic books. So that was a, and he was incredibly gracious, and you know took us into his office and showed us a bunch of stuff. And that was the first time I met Stan, and then uh, he would come in. Uh, and do the uh, uh, the voiceover at another studio, and I was occasionally working there, so I would run into him there. So, um, yes. But yeah. he wouldn't be there when we were doing no. a, a regular episode, and no. so I really didn't see him in, until later at the Comic-Cons. Right. Talk about a fountain of youth. He's 92 or 93 now, yeah. still making cameos in the movies. I yeah. mean, I know. I just, and he... I just saw Captain America uh, Winter Soldier the yeah. other day, and there was Stan as the as the night watchman uh, with, with this cameo, and uh, God God love him. He's he like June Foray. He's still cooking. I did as I said. I went down to San Diego a few years back uh, because of uh, uh, Shadow Dimensions and was on the panel with Stan. The guy's got more energy than I have. Yeah. Unbelievable. No doubt. Yes. Well, before we wrap it up, let's t talk about what you guys have coming up next. What's what's some projects you got? Coming up, Kathy, you want to start first? Well, I just finished a movie called Mom, Murder, and Me, where I play mom, and that should be released in about three months. And I have another movie coming out called Executive Ranks, which should also be out in about six months. 
And my new book will be out in September, Surviving Sissy, My Family Affair of Life in Hollywood. And, of course, I have Twitter and Facebook and my website. So uh, I'd love for people to come and visit me on on my Twitter. I have a new fan page that I'm trying to set up. because. uh, So that's what I'm doing. Dan, let's hear what you got coming up. Uh, On Monday, I'm going to be checking the mail. (laughs) yeah no i'm still i'm still doing voiceover work in fact just before you uh we started this i i had set off some mp3s uh for another uh, video game that uh that, oh, cool. you know for an audition but uh, i still do the voiceover stuff i still do commercial work i still still do on camera stuff and i'm also start i've started writing as kathy mentioned i have a, a, a novel called uh drowned in the grenadine which is available on amazon and also a or kind of a memoir of my time on the Transformers, which is called Bumblebee and Me. And I'm currently at work on a new novel, so lots of stuff. Very nice. I, I would, I hope maybe you three could get together and do a Amazing Friends memoir. I think that would be fun. I think that would sell. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would love to see Frank. I haven't seen Frank in a long, long time. Um, right. I, of course, I worked with him on Transformers, so um, right. you know, I saw him since this, uh, the Spider-Man show, but I haven't seen him in a long time. I would love to spend some time with Frank, too. All yeah. three of us together would be great. Now, here's a little couple uh, outtakes. I didn't want to leave these on the editing room floor, so uh, I mean, how often do you get to talk to Spider-Man and Firestar? I thought this was a couple cute little bits, so I put these at the end. Good, Brad. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. So so great to talk to you today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, let me get uh, Dan on the line. Give me one second. Okay. Let's see. I'm multitasking on my computer to get him on the line. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm going to add him real quick. It's starting to ring. Hi, Dan. It's Brad Douglas with the Spider-Man Crawl Space. Hi, How are you doing? Brad. How are you? I expected uh, that it might be you. Yeah, it's, uh, Kathy's on the line, too. Hi, Kath. Spider-Man, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I, I'm great, my dear friend. How are you? Good, good. Love the chicken eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Joselle. I gave Kathy chicken eggs to take home. She just said she loved them. Brad, do you know that uh, Spider-Man has chickens, real chickens? I And they don't have mutant powers at all, I imagine. Not yet. No. <laughs> but he has a mad little science lab in the back, and he's working oh, on that's it. that's cool. But they could oh, fly a little bit already. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. For, thank you both for talking to me. I've been wanting to talk to you since I was eight years old. Oh, wow, a dream fulfilled here. <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm 39 now, so it's been a while. Wow. I'm sorry you had to wait so long. <laughs> well, I thought I'd uh, go over some questions, the things that I sent you guys, and then we'd do the message board questions, if that's cool. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Nothing is All cool right. for me since I'm Firestar and I'm pretty hot, but, you know, I'll go <laughs> along with it. <laughs> I love it. All right. This is our 300th episode, by the way, so you guys are our special treat to the listeners. Wow. So that that's what I'll uh, start it off with. So. Jeez, Kathy, All right, we're coming. Kathy, we better be good. <laughs> I know the pressure's on, Spider-Man. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, coming down three, two. All right, let me hit stop on the. Well, I think that's a wrap for the recording part. If it's cool for you guys, if if you're up for it, I thought at the beginning of the show, if you guys could do your spider friends, go for it. Would that be okay? Sure, count us down. And, 
Okay, and and I thought what you could do t- at the ending of the show, you could do crawl space friends. Go for it, ah. if that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll count you down to three. All right. Three, two, one. Spider, Spider friends. friends. Go for go it. Go for it. Very nice. Very nice. And if you could do crawl space friends, go for it. In three, two, one. Crawl, crawl space friends. friends. Go, go for, for it. it. Oh, you guys are. Awesome. You guys a, are awesome. Oh, we are awesome, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you guys so thank much. Thank you, Brad, Listen. and thanks for the picture. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank no you, problem. Brad. It was a pleasure. Uh, Kathy, as always, it's always uh, great to be with you, and I'll see you later this month, I imagine. And yes, I'm and coming down the 22nd, and we might see uh, uh, Frank on Wednesday the 23rd. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you. I'll send when this is edited and put up on the site. I'll, I'll send you guys an email. Okay. That would be great. And uh, Dan, tell, tell your wife thank you for helping hook this up. Absolutely, I will. So, yep, all right, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you Kathy. Have a I good love weekend. you. Bye. Hey, love you too. Bye. Bye. Friends, go for it! Go for it!